This week on Cinematic Sound Radio. Look, what are you doing here? It's just beginning. The mother of all asteroids screaming towards us. We go to that crash site, search for clues, and then figure out how to stop it. Who's with me? Crashing any reporting for duty. <laughs> duty. <laughs> oh, boy. Composer John Debney tries to avoid extinction with Ice Age Collision Course. so pretty. I'm Max, and I'm the luckiest dog in New York because of her. Come on, Max, I gotta go. See you tonight. Bye, Gidget. So long, Mel. See you later, Chloe. Alexander Desplat finds his jazzy side with the secret life of pets. Every time I turn off the lights, there's this woman waiting in the shadows. And Benjamin Walfish explores his dark side with lights out. My name is Eric Woods, and you'll hear all of this and more on the film, television, and video game music radio show, Cinematic Sound, which begins now. Streaming on the web since 1996, this is Cinematic Sound. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cinematic Sound Radio. The show can be heard in various different forms and locations. You can listen live every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern on WROCK Radio at WROCKRadio.com. You can stream the show on demand at CinematicSound.net, download the show via iTunes, or listen to us at podtyrant.com. We're also available on Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and there's various other podcast outlets out there that stream cinematic sound radio. We have lots to play for you today, including music from a violin concerto composed by John Williams, which will be our John Williams album of the week. We'll explore Bernard Herrmann's rejected score to Torn Curtain in our re-recording of the week. The Omen turns 40 years old this month, so we'll be listening to Jerry Goldsmith's only Academy Award-winning score, which will be our Film Music Vault selection. And we'll be listening to some reorchestrated video game music by Chris Hulsbeck in our video game album of the week. However, to open up the program, we'll be listening to music from the fifth Ice Age film called Ice Age Collision Course. In this film, Scrat, the prehistoric chipmunk, he's still on an epic pursuit of his elusive acorn, and it catapults him into the universe where he accidentally sets off a series of cosmic events that transform and threaten the Ice Age world. 
To save themselves, Sid, Manny, Diego, and the rest of the dinosaur herd must leave their home and embark on a quest full of comedy and adventure, traveling to exotic new lands and encountering many new colorful characters. The score for this new film was composed by John Debney, with the previous films having music written by David Newman and John Powell. John Debney has publicly stated that he's a huge Ice Age fan and has been since he saw the first film many years back, anchored by Scrat's crazy adventures. When he got the call to be part of this new film, he was quite thrilled. Debney tried to create a score that is fun, a little outer spacey, and of course, full of heart. This is a full-on large-scale orchestral score that does have some of those large-scaled moments, those adventurous moments, but also there's a lot of Mickey Mousing in this score, which, of course, is par for the course in these films. The score is wild and zany. It's a lot of fun. So to kick off today's program... Here is music from Ice Age Collision Course with original score composed by John Debney.
Thank you.
Music from the original motion picture soundtrack to Ice Age Collision Course, with original score composed by John Debney, and the original soundtrack recording is available on Ferez Saraband Records. Bringing you the very best of original music composed for films, television, and video games, this is Cinematic Sound. Welcome back to Cinematic Sound Radio. My name is Eric Woods, and I'm your host. Up next is music composed by John Williams, but we won't be listening to music from a film score or television show. We are once again going to be listening to music from a John Williams concert work. This is his violin concerto, which he began in 1974 and completed the orchestration in October of that year. Mark Paskanoff was the soloist of the first performance, which was on January 19, 1981, with the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Leonard Slatkin. Williams subsequently revised the work, which reached its present form in 1998, and then was recorded in 2001. The score is dedicated to the composer's late wife, the actress and singer Barbara Rurick Williams. Its general tone is not, however, that of an elegy. Instead, Williams uses the violin to express many different emotional perspectives. The last movement is about as close to an elegy that we're going to get in this piece, and that will be the selection we'll have for you right now. In this recording, world-renowned violinist Gil Shaham performs alongside members of the Boston Symphony Orchestra in this 2001 recording of John Williams's Violin Concerto. Thank you. 
final movement from John Williams's Violin Concerto, a recording from 2001 featuring violinist Gil Shaham and the Boston Symphony Orchestra. That comes off an album called John Williams' Tree Song, which is another concert work by John Williams, along with three pieces from Schindler's List, and the album was released on Deutsches Grammophon Records. Bringing you the very best of original music composed for films, television, and video games, this is Cinematic Sound. Welcome back to Cinematic Sound Radio. I'm Eric Woods. Up next is our re-recording of the week. And we go back to 2006, where Film Score Monthly released one of their most important box sets of all time. That year, they reissued all but one of the 13 Elmer Bernstein Film Music Collection LPs. Scorpio by Jerry Fielding was part of the series, but was an original soundtrack album and not a re-recording by Bernstein, so it was not included in the set. From 1974 to 1979, legendary composer Elmer Bernstein financed his own series of classic film score LPs, which he distributed through a mail-order club. The albums were all conducted by Bernstein in England, many with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. Bernard Herrmann's unused 1966 score to Torn Curtain was recorded and released in 1978, and that's the album we're going to play for you on today's program. Now, the story is very well known. Hitchcock, of course, under pressure by Universal to have a score that was more upbeat, that was more lyrical, and a score they could produce a song from and become a hit is something that he passed on to Herman. Herman, however, would have none of that and armed himself on day one of recording with an orchestra consisting of 12 flutes, 16 horns, 9 trombones, 2 tubas, two sets of timpani, eight cellos, and eight basses. Totally the opposite of what Hitchcock wanted. A few cues were recorded. Hitchcock announced his displeasure with Herman, and poof. One of the greatest composer-director collaborations of all time was over. Herman retreated to England and died hours after recording his last notes for Martin Scorsese's 1976 classic Taxi Driver, and Alfred Hitchcock was never the same again, struggling to live up to his past films. John Addison would eventually score Torn Curtain with a more lighter tone. But for today's program, we'll be playing Herman's much darker, brutal, suspenseful, rejected score, to 1966, Torn Curtain, featuring conductor Elmer Bernstein and the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra.
Rejected score from the 1966 film Torn Curtain, composed by Bernard Herrmann. And in that recording, Elmer Bernstein conducted the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra as part of his Elmer Bernstein Film Music Collection, which was re-released in a lavish box set by Film Score Monthly. the air and streaming on the web since 1996 this is cinematic sound welcome back to cinematic sound radio i'm eric woods the last album we'll have for you this hour is a new score from composer alexandre desplat from the new animated film the secret life of pets directed by chris renault and yaro cheney the film stars the voice talents of Louis C.K., Eric Stone Street, Kevin Hart, Steve Coogan, Dana Carvey, and Albert Brooks. The film is uh, is quite entertaining, uh, even though it feels like a remake of Toy Story, but with animals. So basically, when the owners go out to play or to work, the animals have their own adventures. The plot score is all over the place, ranging from jazz to big band to bossa nova to full-out orchestral mayhem. It's got kind of a spy genre sound to it, very reminiscent of Henry Mancini and Quincy Jones's soul bossa nova. Only a few times does it seem to have any sort of impact emotionally in the film, and on album it's really tough to sit through, especially with all the changes in tempo, styles, and really super short tracks, which doesn't really let the music develop. So as you can tell, I'm not a huge fan of this film score, but this might be up your alley, which is the reason why we're playing it on today's program. So here now to end this hour is music composed by Alexandre Desplat from the new film, The Secret Life of Pets. The original soundtrack recording is available on Backlot Music.
and streaming on the web since 1996. This is Cinematic Sound. And welcome back to Cinematic Sound Radio. My name is Eric Woods and I'm your host and this is the show dedicated to the music of film, television and video games. I hope you're enjoying today's program. Up next is new music from a film called Lights Out, which is a supernatural horror film directed by David F. Sandberg, his major directorial debut based on a short film of the same name. If you haven't seen the short film, actually you probably have. It went viral, I'm going to think maybe a year or maybe two years ago. A really cool little short where... Uh, This uh, middle-aged woman, she's about to go to bed, and every time she flicks off the lights, there is an image of God knows what, a monster or a demon or something, and she thinks that her eyes are playing tricks with with her until you get to the end of the the video, and the demon or monster or ghost or whatever is right in her face as she um, tries to go to sleep. I didn't think there was much there to make a movie out of it, but hey... Here it is. The film Lights Out stars Maria Bello, Teresa Palmer, and Gabriel Bateman. Uh, Benjamin Walfish is the composer of the film, and his approach to scoring this film was to create a thematic emotional score that also taps on the instinctual fear of the dark. According to Walfish, he attacked this movie as more of a strong family drama than a horror film where you really care about the characters. The director, Sandberg, was keen that Wallfish read a score with very strong themes and emotion at its core. Now, yes, there are themes in the score, but I applaud Wallfish for trying to create something unique, but the listening experience is anything but. It's quite standard horror scoring. It uh, ticks off all the boxes. There's a, there's a creepy melody, a lot of horror scoring and atmosphere, but it's not all that interesting. Benjamin Walfish, in my opinion, is a lot better than this. If you're looking for some of his best work, I highly recommend you check out his award-winning score to Summer in February, as well as his brilliant music for the stage version of Peter He's an incredible composer. I just think he missed the mark on this score. Here is music from Lights Out. Music composed by Benjamin Walfish.
Music from the original motion picture soundtrack to Lights Out with original score composed by Benjamin Walfish. The original soundtrack recording is available on Water Tower Music. On the air and streaming on the web since 1996, this is Cinematic Sound. Welcome back to Cinematic Sound Radio. I'm Eric Woods. Well, we just listened to one rather mediocre horror score, so I thought that maybe we should listen to one of the all-time best. And in our Film Music Vault selection, we're going to feature Jerry Goldsmith's 1976 Academy Award-winning score to The Omen, and it just so happens to be turning 40 years old this year. It's one of the best horror films of all time, which spawned three sequels and was actually remade in 2006. 
Jerry Goldsmith's score for this film was so impactful that even director Richard Donner gave Jerry Goldsmith full credit for the film's success. Without the score, the film wouldn't have worked as well. The film stars Gregory Peck, Lee Remick, David Warner, and Billy Whitelaw. The film, of course, concerns a young child adopted at birth by American ambassador Robert Thorne, unbeknownst to his wife, after their own son is stillborn. Then they are surrounded by mysterious and ominous deaths, unaware that the child is the Antichrist. The score was revolutionary. A lot of Latin chanting choir music we get in horror scores today owes a lot to Maestro Goldsmith. Here's an interesting story. Jerry Goldsmith actually almost didn't score the film because of budgetary restraints. This is from Robert Townsend's liner notes of the deluxe edition soundtrack from Verez Serban Records. After seeing Jerry Goldsmith in concert, Donner and his producer knew they had found their composer. However, they couldn't afford him. But Donner wanted him so bad that he sought a special budgetary extension specifically in order to procure the legendary composer. In an allowance made by Fox Studio head Alan Ladd Jr. himself, the required funds were allotted. Quite an interesting story. And it just ends up being one of Jerry Goldsmith's most inspired and most beloved scores of his career and won his only Academy Award. Here now is a suite from The Omen from the Deluxe Edition soundtrack with music composed by Jerry Goldsmith.
terrifying music from the 1976 film The Omen, with original score composed by Jerry Goldsmith and conducted by Lionel Newman. And the original soundtrack recording was re-released in a deluxe edition in 2001 from Varez Cerebend Records. And the score won Jerry Goldsmith his only Academy Award. Bringing you the very best of original music composed for films, television, and video games, this is Cinematic Sound. Welcome back to Cinematic Sound Radio. I'm Eric Woods. Thank you very much for joining me. I really hope you're enjoying today's program. Up next is our video game selection of the week, and we're going to listen to a very interesting album, one I haven't played on the show in quite a while. It comes from an album called Symphonic Shades, featuring the music of composer Chris Hilsbeck. He's a composer who, back in the 80s, worked on 8-bit video games for the Commodore 64 and Amiga home computer system. On August 23, 2008, at the WDR Funkhaus in Cologne, Germany, the legendary video game music of Chris Hilsbeck was performed in an entirely new way. And that new way was, of course, being orchestral. The concert featured such home computer era classics as the great Guiana Sisters, R-Type, and Turacon. Now, for me... I wasn't much of a gamer in the 80s. I played a few games here and there. I had an NES, and but I was really someone who enjoyed the sports games more so than anything else. And I'm not really a gamer now, as the only game I really play is the NHL series from EA Sports. And, of course, in saying that, I'm uh, relatively unfamiliar with all of these games and scores that is on this album. And, of course, I was unfamiliar with composer Chris Hilsback. I had never heard of this concert before and had no idea that it was turned into an album until about five years ago. And, really, what a fantastic album it turned out to be. So, what's on the album? Well, first of all, in preparation for the concert... The 8-bit sounds composed by Hulsbeck were newly arranged for full symphony orchestra and voices with stunning results. Fans of these games and scores have never heard the music this way before. The music is transcendent. The spectrum of the concert ranges from virtuoso pieces for solo piano to very complex arrangements using the complete symphony orchestra. The concert was conducted by Grammy-winning artist Arnold Roth and the 120 musicians of the WDR Radio Orchestra of Cologne and the Film Harmonic Choir of Prague were supported by the highly acclaimed soloists Yari Samilia on piano and Ronnie Barrick on percussion. What we're going to play for you right now are three cuts from the album. We'll open up with Grand Monster Slam, the opening fanfare, We'll then play music from X Out. We'll hear the main theme and then light at the end of the tunnel suite. Here is music from an album called Symphonic Shades, featuring the music of composer Chris Hulsbeck.
a suite of music from the August 2008 concert of video game music composed by Chris Hulsbeck. You heard in there music from Light at the End of the Tunnel, X Out, and we started the suite with Grand Monster Slam. This all comes off an album released by Synsonic Records featuring conductor Arnold Roth, the WDR Radio Orchestra of Cologne, and the Philharmonic Choir of Prague. Well, we sadly come to the end of yet another edition of Cinematic Sound Radio right here on Rock On Radio, WRockRadio.com. Again, thanks to everyone at WRock Radio for helping me get this show on the WRock Airwaves. And we are part of the Pod Tyrant Network, a podcast as well. Thanks to everyone at Pod Tyrant for all their support. Feel free to reach out to Cinematic Sound Radio by emailing me at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. Don't forget to visit cinematicsound.net to hear an archived version of this show as well as years of previous programming as well. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and various other podcast networks. If you have a request or album that you'd like to hear, please email me at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. I also want to thank Tim Burton for lending his voice for all the bumpers and stingers you hear throughout the program, and composer David Cusina for writing Cinematic Sound Radio's intro music, which you hear at the top of each hour during this show. We will end the program today with three films that turned 20 years old this month. We're going to open up with music from Courage Under Fire, which opened on July 12, 1996. The film tells the story of a U.S. Army officer who investigates a female chopper commander's worthiness for the Medal of Honor. The film starred... Denzel Washington, Meg Ryan, who's fantastic in this movie, and a young, very skinny Matt Damon. This would be composer James Horner's third and last collaboration with director Edward Zwick, having provided music for two other films directed by Zwick, Glory and Legends of the Fall. We're going to play Horner's fantastic patriotic and heartwarming end credit cue for you during this set. We'll then move on to a fantastic and underappreciated courtroom drama called A Time to Kill, brilliantly directed by Joel Schumacher, containing fine performances by its all-star cast, which included, and check out this cast if you haven't seen the film, Sandra Bullock, Samuel Jackson, Matthew McConaughey, Kevin Spacey, Brenda Fricker, Oliver Platt, Charles S. Dutton, Ashley Judd, Patrick McGowan, Chris Cooper, and Donald Sutherland. The film features stunning widescreen photography by Peter Menzies Jr. And as I said, it features an incredible cast. And Matthew McConaughey's closing argument scene is spine-tingling and should have gained him more award consideration. The film, of course, was an adaptation of John Grissom's 1989 novel about a young lawyer who defends a black man accused of murdering two men who raped his 10-year-old daughter, sparking the rebirth of the KKK. Composer Elliot Goldenthal wrote a striking score highlighted by the piece we're going to play for you, which includes a shocking victory fanfare as a child runs out of the courthouse and screams he's innocent. The last cue that we're going to play for you comes from Peter Jackson's The Frighteners, a wild, funny, and entertaining pre-Lord of the Rings film starring Michael J. Fox. 
After a tragic car accident that killed his wife, a man played by Michael J. Fox discovers he can communicate with the dead to con people, but when a demonic spirit appears, he may be the only one who can stop it from killing the living and the dead. The film score was written by Danny Elfman, and the track we're going to play for you, the intro and main titles, sets this film up perfectly with Danny Elfman's patented weird and wacky style all the while perfectly spot-on tone-wise and thematically. So here now is three pieces of music from films that are 20 years old this month. Here now to end the program, James Horner's Courage Under Fire, Elliot Goldenthal's A Time to Kill, and Danny Elfman's The Frighteners. Thank you very much for tuning in. My name is Eric Woods, and I've been your host for the past two hours of film music, and we will see you again next week. Take care. Take care.